shoulders. Tell me what should have seen. The kick is long and strong. Haste nights at home. We'll be breaking motors underneath our feet. He's within range now. A third bounce. He's hot, but he gets oh. it. He both kicks the goal of the day. On 88.3 Southern FM, this is Beyond the Boundary with Carl Bianco and John Donahoe. Yes, good morning. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Boundary, your home of local football in 2019. Great to be back with you in what's been another massive week of football in the AFL, in local footy, everywhere. We love our footy. And it's great to be with you this morning. As you just heard, Cal Bianco is my name. Donnas is with me again. Good morning, Donnas. Morning, Carlos. Good to be here again. I'm a bit sore today. Oh, yeah. the boots on again for the oh, first time no, this year. Oh, you didn't, did you? And I was... Presented with a ground probably the size of the MCG, so that's always good. Did you get bog? Uh, yeah, pretty close to. First half, anyway, I, was, uh, I think I was the best player on the ground. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm blowing my own trumpet early today. Yeah, good. So you should. <laughs> oh, and it's also great to have this man back in the studio after a couple of weeks off. Wayne Fuller, welcome back. Morning, Cole. Bug. Morning, Donna. So glad you're back. Great he to was, be back. He was he was slurring his words the last couple of weeks. Oh. He was making no sense. <laughs> At least you're back to keep us on the straight and narrow because he was he, he had a rough Struggle he had a rough count. couple of weeks. Yeah. he couldn't pronounce names. He couldn't get team names out. He was he was all over the shop, bug. So Show's we, going well, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's better when you're here, mate. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot you, better uh, when you're always. here. Uh, look, it's great to be with you this morning. We've got a massive show. We're about to be joined by Nick Johnson, who is the president of the Sandringham Football Club. Uh, we've got uh, some VAFA football to cover a little bit later on, the SFNL as well. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you throughout the morning on 0404-000-736. Donners, uh, ammo-wise... Who are we going to catch up with today? Well, I mean, we spoke to we spoke to a one collegians great a couple of weeks ago in uh, Nick Roach, uh, and joining us today will be director of coaching and probably a man who's more in the inner sanctum uh, as well at collegians in uh, in Michael Cove and a big cricket a big cricket man as well. Uh, Bug, he yes, coach at Wesley and Ormond, and he's a busy man. Busy man involved in a lot of local sports, so uh, we'll we'll be, we'll be joined by Covey to talk all things Vaffa. There's a few things going on in the Vaffa, a few upsets yesterday, bug and uh, and a few uh, a few players that we need to talk about missing from one particular club <laughs> yes. uh, down in maybe Premier B. But uh, yeah, Covey will join us from 11:30 onwards today uh, to wrap up the what what was a an interesting round of Vaffa with St Kevin's losing another game, second in a row. Yeah, yeah, very very interesting. We'll bug, have you seen footy the last couple of weeks while well, uh, we've missed you? Actually, yeah, been around a bit. Been to a yeah. good Friday game. How was that? The luncheon, a good Friday, Springvale District and Doveton Eagles. Yep. Good game, good, good crowd. I uh, went to the luncheon on Thursday down at Chelt Footy Club. Uh, Chelt did it pretty easy against Bentley, who were very disappointing. And then yesterday I saw Morty Ellick get beat by bottom team Oakley District. So, Division that 1 was Southern. A yeah, very, very mm. big upset. But I think this year in Division 1 Southern, the standards got better simply the fact that these players like Mike Cook, Ryan Semmel, K. Owens played for Cheltenham. Yeah. These blokes will play good football of coming to our league. Jed Lamb, obviously, with Bentley, but the news on Jed Lamb is that he's um, pulled a hamstring. So, oh. not you good know, news. Not good news. And trying to do what he's trying to, as, as we know, he's playing one week for White Hills in the Bendigo League. Yeah. Then he comes back and plays for Bentley. Then he goes back and plays. I find that very hard to. Suspicious. Oh, not suspicious, <laughs> but it's very hard to keep doing that till obviously till June the 30th, but he's done a hamstring now. Mm. I would say his commitment would, would be with White Hills Football Club and yeah, the Indigo League. Yeah. What happens when they get the phone call saying, by the way, 
I'm out for three weeks with a hamstring or four weeks. Yeah, oh, it, it's it's certainly in, an interesting one when you've got former AFL footballers that uh, that decide to go back to local footy, play for one club, but also opt to play a certain amount of games mm. for another mm. club in an agreement between these two clubs. Yeah. And then, you know, what do you do when they do an injury and they're supposed to play half a dozen for one club and can't play for their designated club? Yep. Well, That's wait, confusing. Wait, wait till we get to the amateur section. <laughs> wait till we get oh, there, wow. yeah. uh, You know, a high-profile ex-AFL footballer. Yep. Yep, I'm playing, I'm playing. What they do, and everyone agrees with me, yeah. when they retire from footy, they do a thing called the circuit. And they go around Brendan the country. Brendan Favola was a, the king you know, of that. And what they do, they get paid good money. I know one bloke's getting 10 grand to play, do a sportsman's night, show his face. Great, fantastic. But wouldn't you, at the end of your AFL career, go, I'd like to have a job which is going to set me up for the rest of my life yep. instead of going from club to club, club to club every year, yeah. doing this circuit, yeah. and when the body breaks down at 34, 35, 36, mm. what do you got left? Well, Nothing. You, you also don't have a, the support of an AFL uh, training and rehabilitation team, Correct. I suppose, True. as well. It or runs out. You know, it's, it's great early. Yeah. Crowds come in and you make money at the bar and the canteen or that, but at the end of the day... Mm. Anyway, Bug, we're going to touch we'll on get that back to a little bit that. later on. We'll, we'll touch on <laughs> Morty Alec, unfortunately, oh. going down and a bit of an upset yesterday as well and, and plenty more stuff as well. We want to hear from you this morning, 0404000736. Blow your own trumpet. And our theme for the week this week, Donalds, is we'll just quickly touch on that. And it's what do you enjoy most come footy season? Oh, I, I love You've got one, I'm sure. Well, I just love footy season in general. I just love, you know, meat pies, sitting sitting at the footy watching St Kilda lose, which is always always fun. Drinking um, cans. Drinking cans. No, yep. I just love, the, you know, the... Fanta. The, just, it's always good. Just watching a good game of footy is just never... is just. Always really good, you know. You you get out there early. The um, the grass is a bit wet, and you're sort of going, oh, it's a bit cold. It's a bit cold. But once you get out there, you're like, this is great. So I just love everything about footy season and cricket season. I guess I just love it all. <laughs> I know Bug enjoys footy season as well. Mm. No, what Bug's I enjoy, a busy man. What do you enjoy? Bug, well, I, I enjoy we get to catching up desk. with the opposition clubs. Like yeah. um, we played St Paul's a fortnight ago. Caught yeah. up with the great Kenny Shaw. Yep. I didn't see Kenny during cricket season. Yeah. Great to catch up with him. Round one, we played East Melbourne. Caught up with Scotty Kirkwood. Yep. Yesterday out at Oakley Districts, so caught up with the great Ross Pitts. It's good yep. to catch up with people yeah. All these other local clubs, football people. Seeing yeah. how they're going, who they're recruiting. We all have a bit of banter, and it's good fun. Key, That's what I enjoy. Key people at football clubs. And speaking of key people football mm. clubs, we better get to our first guest, and it's great to be joined by the president of the Sandringham Zebras Football Club and Nick Johnston. Nick, thanks so much for coming in today and joining us this morning. Thanks, boys. Thanks a lot for having me. Great to be on the show. Bye round. So uh, no excuse to not have somebody come in this week. I said to the old CEO, Mr. David Knitto, good morning, David, if you're listening. I'm sure you are. So thanks so much again for coming in. And... Uh, President of the football club, how's that role for you? Uh, look, it's good. I'm enjoying it. It's second year in now, so we've seen a fair bit of change with the new coach last year in Aaron Hamill and yep. David Knitzo, new CEO last year, and myself coming in um, late in 2017. But look, I love it. And we're talking about interesting what you love about footy, and I just love local footy. That's how I got involved in the club in the first um, instance, and it's just a great community feeling. Um, we had our we had our annual. Um, ball last night at, at Trevor Barker and um, it was just a fantastic night and, and we, you know, we pointed out some of the volunteers and we, we mentioned three guys, Doug Gardner, Dennis Gallimberti and Bruce Bowles who have both been there for, sorry, between the three of them have put in 90 years of, of volunteer wow. work. So um, people like that just make footy clubs fantastic. I think people are just, just volunteer and give their time and effort to make the club great. So yeah, 
I'm, I'm enjoying it. Definitely. Now, Nick, you, uh, you were in charge of uh, appointing Dave Canizzo and, yeah. uh, and Aaron Hamill. Easy yeah. decision, no doubt, because they're very good uh, football men. But what were you looking for in through that process? You would have had a lot of candidates, no doubt. Absolutely. Look, we, we, um, we did a... I think we spoke to probably... 30 people and we had I don't know 60 applicants or something for the job so David was certainly a standout and it's been a great decision he's um terrific young guy he's only a young fella and came from the Southern Junior League as you know um and he's been a great acquisition for our club he's he's um certainly come up with a lot of new ideas and obviously replacing John Many who'd been there for 37 years with Mm. big shoes to fill but um but David's done a great job and and um I think he's got some good people around him because that's what footy clubs are all about, getting good people, and he's been able to do that. Josh Vella, who's a footy operations manager, is a good young guy as well. So, um, yeah, it's the, the club's in a good position at the moment commercially, and um, we need to win a few more games. And I think uh, last last week we had our best win since I've been at the footy club. We beat Willie mm-hmm. at, um, at Wilson Storage, Trevor Barker, Beach Oval, and that was fantastic because um, they're obviously a terrific club, and they came in two zip. And we were zip two, and mm. um, and being able to beat them at home on our home deck was fantastic. Mm, definitely, yeah. and I noticed down at Sandy the last couple of years, you've had some good luncheons, haven't you? On the Friday business lunches, a- absolutely. Good. Yeah, no, they've been they've been terrific. We um, and we've got one coming up on the twenty first of June with Paul Ruse. Yep, um, Friday the twenty first. Still, still tickets are available for that. Um, we had um, uh, Matthew Richardson and Barry Hall a few weeks ago. But Shane Warne, Sam Newman. Shane Warne, Sam Newman. Well, we're lucky there because Warney and Aaron Hamill yep. are best mates. So, and uh, <laughs> Warney's, our, Warney's our number one ticket holder. So <laughs> um, he came along. He was actually at, at our game last week at yep. Willie. Yeah. Warney was there. So, um, again, you know, just, just getting good people around the club is really important. Mm. Now, we, we covered on uh, Southern FM, we covered that game last week, and it was great to see Sandy get a win. But you'd be very impressed with the with the debutante and Darius Seckle to come in and kick four goals on debut and really just shine. Wasn't he fantastic? And and Brady Seckle, obviously our mm. captain, is a great leader of our club. Mm. Um, and to have his brother there, and mm. he just came in. He looked like he'd, he was ready-made, <laughs> wasn't he? And, yep. and for young fellas. So, um, yeah, there's some really good guys. And the... the Good thing about the alignment is that the the um, St Kilda guys are really buying into the the alignment. They're yeah. really um, the players that come down. And Brady Seckle said after the game last week to he addressed the players and said that you know we want them to get back into the senior side at the Saints. But while they come and play with Sandy, they've really got to buy into to mm. our, our, how we go about it. So that was great. And they and they looked like a cohesive unit. No one was out there playing for themselves, trying to get back into the St Kilda team. You could see out there last week that they just looked like a like a bound unit. Absolutely. And I think Sammy Hamill's got a lot to do with that. I think he's been able to really blend the two together. And it's, yeah, it's, it's working very well. How much of an impact are former AFL footballers, you know, Sam Gilbert, uh, Nathan Wright as well at the club? Uh, uh, what kind of an impact are they having at the club, having just come off the AFL list and, and still involved with the VFL program now? Well, again, they've been fantastic. And Sam Gilbert, obviously, you know, I've played over 200 games and he's just got a, got a he's a great leader and, um, and he's very helpful around the club, happy to help out with anything on and off the field. Um, and I think even last week, if you looked in that last quarter, just a steady hand when we needed it. Mm. Unfortunately, Nathan's out injured, but we think he'll be back next week for the Frankston game, which is at RSCA Park. That's so, great. Um, yeah, we'll be calling that too on Southern FM. Terrific. Won't that be great? First game there since 1995 at Moravan. And, um, How exciting really, is that for you? Oh, it's going to be fantastic, and uh, we're really looking forward to that. So hopefully we'll get a good crowd of people, all the Bayside community, hopefully come down and support it. So it'll be, got the VFLW, the Southern Saints earlier. Did notice that, yeah. Um, and then and then our guys kicking off at two o'clock against Frankston. So it's a really 
battle of the both side clubs. It should be should be great. Talking about Frankston, and obviously you deal with other club presidents, and you meet and you go to all the meetings. Yep. What is really going to be the future of the Frankston VFL Football Club? Well, hopefully they have a future. Again, it's you know the the, the problem with VFL clubs and, and all community clubs is. You know, it's financial, being able to survive and being able to, to, to raise revenue, find new revenue streams. Standalone club. Standalone club. So, yeah, look, it's obviously going to be challenging for them, having had what happened to them a couple of years ago. But, look, we, we certainly want them, you know, want them around as, as much as we can. So. I watched them last Sunday on TV, and they're playing Coburg, who are yep. second bottom. Another standalone club who are doing their best, but really... Um, it was pretty ordinary, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, I hate to see them the next couple of weeks when they come up against uh, an aligned AFL club. Mm. Those blokes are going to get knocked around, and you don't want to see that, do you? You don't want to no. see blowouts and people no. going. People aren't going to go to the Frankston games. They'll go watch Sorrento and yeah. Pines and all that, but they're not going to go down on a Sunday afternoon and watch Collingwood play Frankston at the ground because they're going to get smashed, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. So I hope they can get work themselves out of it and maybe... Um, you know, the future looks bright, but at the moment, it doesn't look too good. Yeah, being able to recruit new players, I suppose that's what it's all about. That's right, can be yep. able to get, Again, it's all about people. So it is, yeah. Getting good people to the footy club is what it's all about. Tough question for you, I'm about to ask, just a heads up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit scary. Yeah, we, we just mentioned standalone clubs. Mm-hmm. Some point in the future, Sandringham will be one of those. Has there been any planning in the works at the moment to sort of plan ahead of time for when the affiliation with uh, St Kilda does end? Yeah, well, look, at this stage, we don't think it is going to end um, okay. until we hear something different, and we're going to work with it. Um, we are in a line club. It's working very well at the moment, um, and I just, you know, we hope that continues. I've spoken to, to Matt Finnis, the CEO of St Kilda, and Andrew Bassett, who came to our game last week, came to our president's lunch and watched the whole game, um, and we've obviously discussed it, and as far as they can see, the future is they, they want to be, they've got no intention of going you know, going on their own or having their own reserves team. So we've got to work with that. But what we want to be able to do is be in a financial position when that happens that we actually do have options. So, and that's really what we're working towards now is just having some money in the bank. So when, when, uh, if, if things do change, well, then we've got some options. Nick, I wanted to ask you, just on that affiliation with St Kilda, we saw a couple of weeks ago you rolled out a new clash strip, which was the St yep. Kilda colours, and a lot of people I spoke to were thinking it was Sandringham selling their soul and sort of, you know, just going away from their tradition. What do you? What, what did you think of that? Oh, look, again, we, we, we didn't want to do it, but there was an agreement that was done in 2016 um, that we had what was called a St Kilda theme jumper. Mm. So we went back and forward with St Kilda to get as much, and we ended up getting Sandy on the front, yeah. Sandy on the back. Mm. We had Sandy shorts, we had Sandy socks, um, and I can fully understand um, where people, you know, are, are a bit disappointed with that. But as I've said to everyone, we are an aligned club, so we cannot. We've got to work together and for what's best for the club. And you know, we're, it's going to be worn a couple of times during the year, but um, and we may look at changing the design. At the yep. end of the year, if we can. So. I, I just reckon, though, on that, if you're playing at grounds like Marvel Stadium, then it serves a purpose to wear a strip that's similar to the team you're affiliated with in an AFL, yeah. in an AFL situation. That's just me. That's just my opinion. I didn't really think there was too much of a problem with it. It I, kind of makes logical sense. I didn't you, either. You know? I didn't either. But a lot of people I spoke to believed that it was it was Sandy... Yeah, selling mm. their soul and, yeah. and getting rid of the, the, the history that is behind the Yeah, look, the there was jumper. a bit of negative feedback. But yeah. the, unfortunately, when when change happens, mm. that you know, you can't please everyone. And it's subjective mm. as to whether it's a good or bad thing. But, yeah. but all I keep saying is we are an aligned club. St Kilda 
are helping us and we're trying to work best to, you know, really it's all about success on the field and, and success off the field. So. And yeah, the exposure that day on TV, Channel 7. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Marvel Stadium, how good was yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that's no, fantastic. And we've got another couple of TV games yeah. coming up. So we've got the Northern Blues in a couple of weeks at mm. Marvel again. It's brilliant. Yep. I want to ask you, we were discussing about um, RSEA Park earlier. Are you planning in the coming years to play more games there as as your sort of home home venue? Yeah, well, at this stage, we're playing we're playing two there two, this year. Yep. Um, and going forward, I think that's going to be... We certainly want to be playing at Trevor Barker Oval yeah. as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's our home deck, and we, and we love playing there. And that's yeah, atmosphere at Beach Oval, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. How good is it now? It's unbelievable. Mate, I mean, my only ground... issue is it's oh. very windy. Who cares? Yeah. It's very windy. Mate, there's yeah. no roof there. You're in the outer. It you is, enjoying your, oh, it is your very foul footy. You know, footy. Yeah. Left, last, last night we were up um, at, the, at the function we had, and we had about 150 people there. You look out one side of the ground on the beautiful yeah. Trevor Barker Oval, <laughs> the other side on the bay. I mean, there's nowhere better <laughs> to, no. to be, I don't think. It's just a terrific yeah. venue. And, and the function centre, I, I get mates who come from the eastern suburbs and whatever who come over. <laughs> And they go, how good is this place? Like is, the yeah. function centre, I don't think there's anywhere better in Melbourne. I really don't have to, you, have a, to have a function. Have you ever tried to have a shot at goal from that left forward pocket <laughs> up at the function centre <laughs> no. end? You might as well just kick it and kick it and hope yeah, and pray that right. it just goes in because it's impossible. Oh, not as bad as Brighton. Uh, Brighton, oh, Brighton Beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I used to play there as a junior. I said was... the, there's three grounds in uh, in Bayside area that are, that are shocking wind tunnels. Old Brighton's ground, yeah. uh, Bo Morris, Banksy yeah. Reserve, and and Trevor Barker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what's your footy background? Uh, I um, yep. I played um, for the OMs in the in the Amos, yep. mm-hmm. um, and then I had one year at Pran in 19, uh, 1989, So. Um, but I was a, I was a, um, I think I peaked when I was about fifteen, and then I sort of went downhill from there. So, and I I stopped playing because I started working on weekends. So I stopped playing when I was about twenty three, which okay. I do regret because you talk about footy clubs and the involvement, and yeah. I wanted to get my career underway. But I think I probably should have played played a lot more footy because you know. And where this lead into Sandy? Where is the connection? Or uh, well, it's my son who's eighteen now. He played a lot of junior footy free Sandringham. Okay, yep. So we used to go down and watch. Um, on a Sunday with a few of the dads, go down and, and watch the game. And um, I went down uh, there regularly to, to watch Sandringham. And Dennis Gallenberti, I'm a, I'm a mad Bulldogs man. Yep. Dennis Gallenberti, who's been in the, involved with the club for 35 years, he saw me there one day and said, you know, do you want to sort of get involved and come down and help doing some fundraising? And the next thing I knew, I was I was on the board. And uh, <laughs> and that was it. And, uh, you know, as I said, I've loved I've loved yeah. every minute of it. It's um, It's great. Great club. Our, our great friend Dave Kinizzo gave us a bit of background on you, and he said that uh, you feel like since you've gotten into real estate, you haven't worked a day in your life. What does that, what does that feel like? And can I have a job? <laughs> no, look, that, that's true. I, I do. I, I love the job. So, I mean, I've got a local real estate business, and uh, but yeah, no, I do. I do love it. So, uh, I think if you if you find something you enjoy, you're, you're pretty lucky. So, uh, mm. and David's uh, going well. He's got a vehicle. He drives around. Him. I know. He's got the hey? Burren Holden, the Burren Holden um, Ute. The, the um, Holden Ute. It's fantastic. Yeah, so it's all going well. Yeah, that's great. I, I just want to ask you, Nick, as well. The importance of volunteers within a football club. I, I notice as well one of the key things you've been involved with is the the Coterie Group. Mm-hmm. How, how's that been going? Oh, it's fantastic. We've got a thing called Team Twenty Five. So when um, a few years ago we looked at trying to get a major sponsor, and it was very hard to get a, a major sponsor. So I actually um, a good friend of mine, Les Twentyman, who has the Les Twentyman Foundation. He's got this thing called Club Twenty, where he gets. Um, gets people, businesses to all donate a smaller amount to make a big group. So I thought, why don't we do that with um, with this? And we called it Team 25, Zebra's Team 25. So 
all the members that we have a you know it's like a networking group um and then we're all sponsors and we end up auctioning so not auctioning off raffling off um the naming rights so the front of the jumper back of the jumper the scoreboard so it's really good and we've so we've got at the moment we've got 22 local businesses um and yeah and it's uh, it's a terrific group we catch up two or three times a year they all have tickets to the president's lunch and it's it's they were all there last night so it's a it's been really good but volunteers uh, just so important. I mean, you know, as I said last night, we we honoured three of them who the collective ninety years of service to the to the club. So you think of those people, and they're the ones, you know, turning the lights off at the end of the game and at the end of the night and mm. after every game and picking up, cleaning up. So they're they're, they're incredibly important. Fetching the footy over the back, fetching <laughs> the footy over the back. Yeah, absolutely. All those things. It's unbelievable. Uh, away from Sandy for a sec, you mentioned just before you were uh, you're an OM. Do you get to watch any of them? I mean, they didn't have a good day yesterday at all. Uh, beaten by 105 points by Uni yeah. Blues. Do you get around to Elston? Yeah, look, Park? I do. I actually um, I work Saturdays, obviously, but if I get a spare moment because it's nice and close mm. in Elstonwick Park, there I go down mm. and. I, I know a few of the guys down there, and Nathan Brown, the, the coach, he's obviously been there a long time and doing a great job. Mm. Um, Gary Austin, the late, great Gary Austin, who was Gazman, who was um, involved there for a long time, was a great friend of mine, and he made an amazing contribution to that footy club over over a long period of time, and unfortunately passed away um, earlier this year, but he was a, he was a great fella, and I you know, had some involvement there. So what are you looking forward to most from the season? Three games in, uh, well, technically four rounds, but three just for Sandringham so far this year. Anything sort of uh, on the horizon that you're looking ahead, looking forward to? Yeah, look, I, I think there's some great things, and I think the signs last week were good, even though we are we are one and two. I think the first two games we played against the two, I think will be the, yeah. the two best sides come the end of the year. So I'm really bullish. Mm. A really exciting thing for me is uh, Max King, who's on the oh, yeah. kill list. He, <laughs> yes. He's going to come back in a couple of weeks. He's a great mate of my son. So I've seen Max grow up through East Sandringham Footy Club and mm. just a great family, great kid. And it's going to be it's going to be wonderful to see him run out on on Trevor Barker over when he when he's ready to go. Well, you might have a couple of uh, new players coming in with obviously Jack Loney going down yesterday, and yep. I've just just been told now that Josh Bruce is out for a couple of weeks as well. Oh, really? So uh, you might have a few going out, but that, that always brings opportunity for a new Absolutely. player. Absolutely. Great, great opportunity for some of the new kids. And there's guys, you know, you were talking about some of the guys knocking the door, Kai Owens. Who, yeah. O'Toole. O'Toole, yeah, Braden yeah. O'Toole. So... Um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna create opportunity. So um, and and we've got really good depth now, you know. So um, that'll be terrific for those guys to get a run. Yeah, well, Nick, we we do appreciate you coming in today. Uh, I know it's wet and windy and cold, and uh, we do appreciate you giving up some of your time on uh, on on today. Any time, guys, and thanks again for your support. And it's um, it's great to have you down coming down and covering our games and talking about our club and do all, any of the listeners there. We'd love you to get involved, and whether it's just coming to our functions or. Um, our lunches or just coming down to the game. We're, we're an inclusive club. We we, we uh, want everyone to, to be part of it. So um, so thank you for having me. And just speaking of those functions as well, while we're at it, the Building High Performance in Sport and Business Lunch, that's happening on the 21st of June, 12pm, Sandy by the Bay, as we spoke about a little earlier. It's a beautiful function centre. So uh, if you want to have a look at that, trybooking.com slash B-B-R-L-Y-T for that one. And the other event that's uh, a little sooner than the 21st is on Thursday, the 6th of June, Strategies That Build Successful Teams, a business breakfast series uh, with a couple of great uh, speakers there kicking off at 6.45am at Sandy-by-the-Bay. Trybooking.com slash BCFRA. Uh, we'll put all that information on our social media pages. 
But uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting time to be supporting Sandy, to be getting around Sandy from a Southern FM point of view, and uh, it's great to have the partnership. And we really appreciate you giving up some of your time this morning, Nick, uh, to come down to Southern FM. Thanks again, boys. Have a great day. Beautiful stuff. Nick Johnston there, the president of the Sandringham Football Club. We're going to take a break here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. Can you spare just three hours per fortnight? If you can, then Arthritis Victoria is looking for volunteers to staff their opportunity shops located in Malvern, Caulfield and their new shop in Glen Huntley Road, Alstonwick. All money raised by the Opportunity Shops goes toward providing services for people with arthritis and other musculoskeletal diseases. If you are able to assist, telephone Gillian Vanderdrift at Arthritis Victoria on 95300255. We're Lana and Penny. Join us on The Vibe every second Sunday, 12 to 2pm on 88.3 Southern FM. The Vibe is all about health and happiness. It certainly is, and we talk about things a bit like this. Drawn to drawn... <laughs> Good Lord! Blah, 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 blah. Put your teeth back in, Pam. <laughs> Where's the turkey? Gosh. <laughs> there we go. Remember, Remember get, get happy, happy and stay happy on the vibe. In my community, when you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work... My brothers, I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried. Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. If you like your music local and live, tune in to Southern FM's live Sunday sessions where we feature local artists and bands playing live to air in the studio each week. And listen out for details of giveaways and gigs as we discuss their musical career between songs. Support your local independent artists and keep music live. Live Sunday sessions, 4 till 5pm on 88.3 Southern FM. Hey, Mark Murphy here from the Carlton Football Club for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. AFL is a true team sport. When you're part of a team, you support each other. You back each other up and do whatever it takes to help a teammate out who's in trouble. So if you're with someone who's been drinking, don't let them get behind the wheel. Take their keys and call a taxi. Because mates don't let their mates drink drive. Rad. R-A-D-D.org.au Or check us out on Facebook. Every Saturday morning from 10 until noon, you can hear all the latest Australian releases on the all-new Saturday Osmosis. Interviews with the artists and live studio performances. All new, all Australian, all genres, all good. All new Saturday Osmosis. Every Saturday morning from 10 until noon. Have you been the victim of a bushfire, flood or drought? In times of crisis, Lions Clubs can respond quickly. Victims of floods and cyclones, of earthquakes, fires and drought have all been helped by Lions Relief efforts. Lions members are there providing food and clothing to those left homeless. They are there helping to rebuild fences. They arrange beach holidays for country children, take busloads of children to camps and so much more. 
Whatever the need, a Lions Club can find the answer. The Sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Your home of local footy in 2019. Carl Bianco here, joined by Wayne the Bug Fuller and John Donner's Donahoe. He was good, Nick Johnson. How good was great that? Brilliant. Insight, great insight to, to, to a great club who's hopefully on the rise. Good man, good club president. Look forward to catching up with him throughout and, the year. And I thought it was interesting how he said uh, they're not they're not thinking of life without St Kilda. No. So, and St Kilda are feeling that as well. So well, Went with that hard-hitting question yep. Yes, good work, Carlos. I had to. Good work, Because Carlos. you just never know where these things... That's why you're the host, the super host. I really like Sandringham having the affiliation with St Kilda. And as Nick... Said, I really hope for their sake that it doesn't. But you worry that it's the way of the future that all these teams are now. It's going to be a reserves competition, yeah, filled with AFL. You know, and and Bug raised the point that Frank Sinar struggling. I would really hate to see Sandringham become a standalone club in the VFL and struggle. I don't think it would ever happen. I don't think they'd ever survive. But it is hard to be Bendigo dropped out and. Frankston for a year. Tasmanian so. team for a little while, too, yep. in the VFL. Yep. So, and yeah. just on that point, too, you remember when you play against these AFL-aligned clubs, these blokes are professional footballers, right? Yes. Poor old blokes at Frankston and Coburg. These blokes work five days a week. They go to training three nights a week, and they line up on a bloke on a wing who's on 300,000-plus a year. You know <laughs> what I mean? Now, it's men playing boys, really. Yeah. And as I said, just you know, keep I, I keep eye on the scores. Yeah. You know, it does really worry me with a club. I hope Frankston can get out of it because I know yeah. they're working hard behind the scenes. But mm. at the moment, mm, it worrying. doesn't. It's worrying. a worry. Yep. Definitely, really definitely. Now, boys, oh four oh four triple zero seven three six is the number you can text us in on our theme for blow your trumpet this week. What are you looking forward to most every footy season? Yeah, and uh, Johnny Reb, who's been a regular contributor to the program through the text line, has said, "I love the cold and rainy weather." especially playing in it and freezing my nuts off. Yeah, good one. Jeez. <laughs> and, then, right. and then getting in I a nice that. bath after the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good SMS. Good good on you, Johnny. Thanks for your contribution this morning for our theme. That's good. Now, speaking of things that we love on Beyond the Boundary, I reckon we should go to this. On Beyond the Boundary. We know within the four walls of the club, once you're inside those four walls. Inside the four walls. One of our favourite things to do. A little later than usual, but inside the four walls. Wayne, I know you've always got plenty to contribute to the program with inside the four walls, so why don't you just kick yourself with something? I'm going to open the batting. Okay, good on you. You were good at that. And I'll get off to a <laughs> bit of a start, hopefully. Okay. Let's hope so. Um, inside the four walls, I hear yep. that a Division Two team in the mm. Southern Football Netball League yep. are pretty close to getting their fly-in player available to pl- put the jumper on. Right. And if he does fly in and play for him because he lives interstate, mm. he hasn't got far from the airport to get to the ground. So if you know your Southern Football Netball League. Ah. Uh, Division 2. Division 2. Not far from the airport. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm just getting my getting my ladder, on, ladders get, up. Are you people out there who know Jeez. your local footy grounds? Jeez, uh, Division 2, not far from uh, the airport. <laughs> uh, the only airport East I'm Brighton? No. <laughs> no, but somebody who might have been at East Brighton that's at a club that's near the airport uh, these days. One of the greatest players ever pulled the boot on at East Brighton. Oh. Okay. Con Gorizides. No, not Con. The oh, champ. Oh, the champ. Yeah, champ. Oh, yeah. Champ, he was a good footballer. There you go. All right, well, uh, we'll have to look into that one, won't we? Mm, yeah. There's one. That's a good one. Yep. So we've just got to keep an eye out for the paperwork, and okay. they'll get him for a couple of games. Right, eh? 
Fair enough. John, you've you go. got what you got need to uh, bring to the table? Well, I'm just rattled because I'm trying Before to Before we get to Wayne's I, other I'm, list. I'm rattled by that one, Bug. I'm, I'm trying to work out who it is. Oh, are you, are you oh, serious? Come on. No, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> Surely you're pulling our leg. I'm pulling your leg. I'm pulling okay. your leg. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I believe you after that, but anyway. Inside, the four, inside the four walls, yes. Vaffa. We'll go uh, Premier B. Yep. So yes. we're going Div 2 as well in the Vaffa. Yeah, yep. Div 2 in the Vaffa. Uh, a much, uh, a highly touted recruit uh, supposed to play for one of the top teams in, in Div 2, mm. in Premier B. Mm. Uh, may have his debut pushed back a few weeks. Really? Due to a broken wrist sustained in a, in a uh, game for a different club. Little, uh, he might have just been playing a little exhibition game for yeah. for a few uh, few shekels interstate, interstate. Um, Got ten grand for yeah. it. Yeah, because I was told by another guy who plays twos at said club that uh, this big name recruit was supposed to debut yesterday. So after Easter, he was supposed to make the big debut yesterday. Yep. Uh, obviously, they were away, so they were probably hoping that next weekend would be the the first home game, and you know they they would get a huge crowd, have in, a luncheon, have a luncheon. Okay. Uh, and not to be cited for another four Look, or five weeks. Not going to give away who the player is, but no. it's fair to say if this person was playing on Anzac Day last week, uh, an AFL club might have got over the line. True. Just going to just going to put it out there. Very true. I didn't say who it is, and I didn't say what club and and who he could have been yeah. playing for so, on Anzac Day. But, so yeah. you you know you'd be a bit filthy if you were that club and he's gone out and uh, hurt himself uh, a week or two before they want they were hoping to uh, to get a huge crowd down at their ground. So that's what I'm hearing. And uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it over the next few weeks. Well, I've got a couple. I'll go with one, and then I'll let Wayne yep. rattle off Wayne's the rest got, of Wayne's his. Wayne's got 15 oh, on this list. Can we have a three-hour show? I've been missing the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm looking down at Wayne's list. He's got it's a been a while. If, if there's any milestones, we might leave it for around the ground. Yes, because, all right. Yeah, no. We do have yeah, that. I've got milestones I'm, coming I'm up. Good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm glad well, you I've got, got a lot of people out there who are angry, Carl. Why is Ooh, that? Oh, we've got to get to the subject later. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get to that a little later on. It's fired up the bug. Inside the four walls, within a football club that we may or may not have touched on last week, Donna's in the mm-hmm. MOs, mm-hmm. I've heard that a uh, certain media personality uh, is up and about because said football club is now 3-zip. 3-zip? Three 3-zip. Three 3-zip three to start the year. Yeah. So he's up and about. <laughs> Might have got a bit excited calling football across the weekend as well. Ah. But I'm not going to reveal who it is. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one. But anyway, Wayne, what, what else have you got <laughs> for us Inside the four morning? walls, um, back to the Cheltenham Football Netball Club on... The Anzac Day Thursday at the luncheon, fantastic luncheon, a great guest speaker, yep. great day wide under break-even coal and everyone down at Chout. Yeah. Um, the local MP got up and handed a cheque for $189,000 for the upgrade of the lights at the Cheltenham Football I Netball Club. I did see Club. that. Congratulations. So, well under Chout and well under the local MP. They rallied for it, and mm. as we know, it's... So maybe a couple of night games coming up. Well... Don't think Ooh. the neighbours over the back fence Ooh. down in Cheltenham are right. real big fans of the lights being... Ooh. Here's a question for you, Bug, off the top... Here, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Lights at Jack Barker Oval. Yep, they're all right at the moment. Division two night grand final. No, no, I, I had lunch. I had lunch with the CEO on Thursday, and yeah. I did throw that. He said, yeah. "No, no, 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 not we're happening. Not, we're not going down that path." Okay. Good, great, great suggestion. The thought was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, thought was there. Uh, but with twilight, um, during the no, you'll never twilight. Imagine the boys who get there a bit early. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? All right, something get a bit loose. 
Yes. So anyway, but um, it's going to be benefits for Friday. I can see on the nine. Well, I've got to get that later about the under nineteen competition. But um, women's football, you know, you look outside. You know what I mean? But Mm. fantastic twilight footy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's good. It's good seeing more football clubs being able to afford upgrades to oh, lighting systems and that. scoreboards, you know. Well, that'll be next. Like, yeah. yeah, and all the members of parliament that are, you know, the respective members for these football clubs just pitching in a little bit to assist the clubs. It's it's helpful. It's and great we to see all, a lot yeah. of grounds and new facilities and new boards. Talking new... about new facilities, what about mm-hmm. me mates down at South Yarra? Oh, well, yes. What's the latest there? Yes. $8 million. Fritzalta. Grant will stand. Doesn't matter if the government gets... Is it for the existing ground? Fritz Holzer is being <laughs> rebuilt on the tip. So, uh, on the tip. Brucey Hill and Owen Pierce, the dream's coming true, boys. So, wow. do we know, are they getting new change rooms? They're getting the, the whole ground, box of and, dice. And the ground's going to yeah, be... Yeah, the ground's going to... The ground has to so be So, it's $8 million. Dollars, whether the government gets the flick or they stay in, the, it, it stands. So... This year they're playing at Lee Park in Bourne North or something, but South Yarra. Yes, they can't play at Fritz Holder. Does that, no, I've heard does that, that eight million wow. include a sign to indicate where, where the, the ground, ground is? Actually, yeah, behind, is actually the, behind, this behind gym the gym. Or? gym so, <laughs> but how good is that? They've been knocked around over the years. They've yeah. gone the recess and they've yeah. bounced back. But well done yep. to uh, Owen Pierce and Brucey Hill. They're a proud club. Yep, good on them. Very good, very good. Any more from you? Oh, Carl. Where do we? East Malvern yesterday. Is that a rhetorical question? Go East Malvern yesterday opened up there. Eight million dollar new club rooms against oh, Port Colts. Apparently, lovely setup. Fan, I heard people were down there yesterday. Yep. Fantastic. Mm. Oh, it's good. That's good because they got a big junior. They're not aligned with the junior club. They're the big junior football junior club. Junior club. Played yeah. there in Auskick. Obviously, you came. You came to us a few weeks ago and said you were supposed. Morty Alec was supposed to play that game in round one round at one. that ground. Yeah. You know, it's great to see that they've worked out now that they're finally able to train there. They got the. They've got lights. I assume, and and they're uh, they're now in their in their new change yep. rooms, so great. And I'll finish off on a, a, a good one. Last Saturday, got a mate of mine playing up at Yeroa. Okay. And you know, a good footy, Golden Valley, and he said, yeah. oh, we're playing Mansfield. Usually go to Mansfield, cold, wet, windy, yep. below zero, snowing. So last week, get up there, 30 degrees, and I thought, beauty. Get to the gate. I'll get on this subject later. There's a footy, rec- there's a footy record there. Oh, right. My hand shook. I thought, shit, I've got a footy record in my head. <laughs> what am, what am I going to do with this? So anyway, so... I decided to go on the far... I got there at the start of the twos game. I walk around the far side of the ground. Yeah. Lovely day. I'm thinking, how yeah, good's this? The phone's not ringing. No one's asking me what the scores are or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway, I look to the game and I see this umpire running around. Right. Decked out. Because in country footy, you've got to supply your own goal umpires, yeah. boundary umpires, sure. whatever. Yep. Yep. You know, in the southern, you get all that. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure. Yep. Whatever. So anyway, I thought, buddy, you know who it was? Johnny Borg. Borgy, little Borgy, is up at Mansfield Football Netball Club, umpiring against your row in the reserves. So I yelled out to him, and there he was. So he'd be getting a dollar. What's he doing up there? That's the question. I mean, I know the he crew? travels. He travels everywhere. Oh, but... So there you go, little Johnny Borg. <laughs> hey, not did he bad. Have, did he have his uh, partner in crime with him? Though? No, he had a he had a bloke who was from obviously the opposition, and um, he was just decked out in a white shirt and he was umpiring. So. Do we know? Does he have any like ties don't know. Up there? Or don't what? know. So anyone sees Borgie around the traps, let him know. Is he still... and he umpired well? He's still doing Southern. Okay. And All he umpired right. really well last that day. But oh. he thought he'd get up there, not be seen. So I yelled out to him and got hold of him. So well done, Borgie. Anyway, well, so uh, well he gets you around. Should have known anyway. that if he was going to go elsewhere, that our own Wayne Fuller would be anywhere. Yeah. Got that him. There's football when there's you know no Southern footy. I love when Bugs in. He's got a list of oh, he's got a list of things. Great. It's great. But this is not all for me. This is no, for our listeners who are, of course I'm there's glad. a lot of build up coming into this yeah. show and a lot of angry. Yeah. Is there anything else you need to get to quickly before we get to the SFL? Ah, uh, yeah, just a quick one. Um, obviously this year with the Southern League when you pay your fees, you still get your red match balls. Yep. But you don't get your, you've got to pay for yellow ones. So, okay. Which, you know, they're 106 bucks each, which mm-hmm. I, oh, okay. I, I go to Sportsmark and get 
whatever. Cheap so a club president bounces in and grabs 10 yellow ones, yeah. not knowing that the email had been sent out or he should have read the email. Yeah. Well, time's that. 10 yellow footies by yeah, 106 yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. And what happens at footy training? What do the boys do? Kick them over the fence. Kick them over the fence. Little Johnny the next morning or someone walking past puts a yellow footy, takes yeah, it to school. Brand new. Brand new footy. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, that poor old club president's been whacked the bill for just over a thousand bucks of oh, footy. Well, so disappointing. Read your emails and keep up to date the way how things are mm. changing. But no, that's it. That's a big inside the four walls segment. I've got mm. one to finally end on, and then we will have a look at some southern footy results from across the weekend. Inside the four walls, I've heard I've got uh, this is been, big. Been reliably informed that a prime recruit, prize recruit to the St Kilda Football Club, who. Obviously, have the affiliation with Sandringham as their reserves. My St Kilda Football Club. Your St Kilda Football Club. Here we go. What have you got for us? Yeah, so I've heard that uh, a pretty big recruit, tall forward, Mm. potentially the, well, forward ruck, whatever you want to call him, Mm. uh, has an iconic number. Nick Rewalt. Potentially. Is he back? No, not Nick. Ah, not Nick himself. Sorry, but, I, thought uh, you might, I thought you meant Rui was back. No, no, I wish. Cozzy? No, no, not Cozzy. No, oh, I said okay. he's got a pretty good number there. Yeah, well, yeah. he wore 23, so that's a fairly good well, number. Yeah, that's good. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty big recruit to the St. Kilda Football Club during the off-season. Maybe making his debut for the Ooh. Zebs next week. But Ooh. I can't say that I've heard that. A highly, a highly rated one? Inside the four walls. Mm. Highly rated. Could be making his debut next week. That's exciting for okay. a lot of fans. Mm. That's it. Linton Street too. Linton Street. Ooh. RSEA Park. And we're calling the match next weekend. So that's going wow. to be something We'll to have to keep an eye to. out on that, won't we, Carlos? I will be, cl- you will keeping, be keeping a real close eye on, eye on that. Right. Anyway, we're going to head to the Southern Footy League now, and we might touch on Division Four first of all. I reckon because Ooh, we've got a bit geez. to talk about. We, Division we Four. Have something well, there's a game on today. Oh, See so again, uh, you know, a little, little bit of lack of media, but I'll just do it out there now. Yeah, there is today at um, two o'clock. Dandy Demons are playing home to Hallam. Hallam okay. out of the showgrounds in Bennett Street. Anything can happen in that game. Here we go. Should, uh, we, should we start with uh, with what I went with last week? I told well, you last week. Funny you should say that because Johnny Reb also sent us a text message in a little earlier saying, are you guys going to be talking about this, uh, an incident that happened in a game between Lyndhurst and Raven a few weeks ago where the scores uh, ended up being inaccurate? Well, I brought this to your attention last week and as I said, it looked like it was going to be challenged. It mm. was. You've told us, Bug, that um, someone actually sat there and watched the two hours of vision. Uh, league official. League uh, official. Employed had to sit down for two and a half hours with a pen and paper during the week. And it's been overturned. Been overturned. So mm-hmm. Lindale, Lindhurst, sorry, get the points. But fu- funnily enough, what I've heard during the week is Marabina challenging the challenge. Okay. Because yep. they're, they're, they're challenging saying that, well, the vision isn't supposed to be used to... Uh, to find out these uh, anomalies in games. Fair it's supposed point. to be used for any incidents off the ball. That's correct. The MRP So, so yep. it's a fair point that they make. But what we've heard is as well that the two goal umpires came together at one point. There's an electronic scoreboard. Two young kids. Two young kids. Their, their cards were out by nine points, I think. or I think that was a final mm. margin. It was out by nine points. They've gone with what was on the scoreboard. Now, we know that... Usually, the goal umpire's card is right. Well, you know a good, um, good, a good goal, goal umpire, umpire yeah. so he'd know the rules. Yeah. And Brady uh, Northage, who's one of the great goal umpires in Southern Footy League, has told me that when two goal umpires come together, what's on their card is what is is what the score is. Mm. No matter what the scoreboard says, all right? Mm. So you're supposed to take that. These goal umpires took what was on the scoreboard, and obviously Moorabbin went on to win the game by a point. And now it's been overturned for Lindhurst winning by nine points. Now, this has massive ramifications. I know we're three, point, three rounds in, but it has massive ramifications on the ladder because yeah. it, it, it 
jostles uh, jostles Morabin and Lindhurst around a bit. So, still a lot to play out. It seems in that in that yeah. space, but I think it'll stand as Lindhurst. As Lindhurst, I don't win. think they'll over change it. Yeah. But again, you know, these go and play, go to training what, two yep. nights a week, and yep. they, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's great to see young kids go and play, but that's. Uh, a big mistake, isn't it? Like, it's a big ooh. mistake. Yeah, it's kind of... You don't want to see it happen in the final either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially don't want to see yeah. it in the final. But you kind of can't help but think that uh, in a situation where you do have younger umpires of any kind, boundary, field or goal, yeah. that you should have a senior sort of official well, they have, supervising. Well, um, they have a goal umpires coach and they have to get around yeah, and watch them yeah. go umpires. But they really, they really yeah. should be. Like the head of uh, umpires or their understudy yep. should be at the ground if they are younger umpires yeah. in a senior football match. Yep. doesn't matter if it's a lower division, I think, yeah. You know, and that's why you have team managers and people keep um, of schools, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, because definitely. That, that's, and, you know, too, remember West have sang the song after the game. You know, yeah, they, well, they, they recorded they it as a win. win. And then three days later... But it also saw them go two zip after two games, mm. and now yep. they're one all, and unfortunately, result yeah. hasn't gone their way I, yesterday. I think it'll stand and uh, we move on, and I, I don't think that'll happen again. No, I, I would hope not. But uh, yeah, so Division Four yesterday, Carl. S- speaking of Morabin, oh, yesterday oh, recorded geez. another loss at home at Woodup Crescent. Mm. Yesterday, five three thirty three going down to the Franks and Dolphins six sixteen. Jeez, <laughs> fifty two. Uh, disappointing for so Morabin. Two losses in a row then for Morabin after Morabin, a big yeah. win against Lindale and Round was at home yesterday as well. So. Yep. Jackson and Isaac were multiples there for Morabin. Uh, Scully, McRae, and Lazar were the best for Morabin there. And for Frankston, the only multiple was Fielding with Gates, Latimer, and Hall the best there. So, and Fabian uh, Peter playing his 200th game for the Morabin Kangaroos. Well done, yep. too. Good on him. Good and servant. Good football club, Morabin. Yep. Uh, good people around the club and really looking Been like... Been some good footballers go through that club. Yes, very much so, including yourself. Kicked 71 season. Should have kicked 100. 70? Yeah. Wow. Should have kicked 100. Uh, You're only 30 off, bug. Oh, <laughs> some games I missed out. <laughs> Didn't you pull your hammy in the, the season? No, no, I missed one because oh, right. of my 21st. Okay. So, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. They're going all right. They're all right. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Unfortunate in the last couple of weeks, but I'm sure they'll be up and about next weekend. All right, another game to come out of Division 4. We, we've touched on South Yarra and the good news to come out of them. Even better news was the fact that they recorded a win yes. down at Roy Dore Reserve yesterday. 10-11-71, defeating Karen Patterson Lake 6-4-40. CPL's uh, goal kickers multiples were Wilson, Hickman, Hickman, Moraucha and Dharma in the best there. Good to see. It's Paul Moraucha, isn't it? Mm. He's he's still getting a gig down there at CPR, which is good to see, and uh, named in the best place. And for South Yarra, Fowler uh, with four, Bird with two, Callaway with two, uh, Bird, Merchant, and Steghouse named in the best place. Good win by South, South Yarra, travelling down there. Very good. Long day. Yeah. Long, long day. Long trip down. Definitely. Uh, and we'll take a quick look at the ladder in Division 4, and it's going to be you know a bit uh, jumbled, as we did discuss a little earlier on. Franks and Dolphins on top of the three wins. Hallam second with two wins. Rabin two wins and one. Well, they haven't been adjusted, adjusted that yet. Okay, so that's, well, that'll all go we won't the touch league. on the yep. ladder then. Lindhurst will, uh, Lindhurst will jump him, but I think yeah. Hallam broke a significant losing streak as well, so uh, mm. good to see him second on the ladder. Yeah, uh, tough season last year, Hallam, but good to see them back on the board in Division 4 footy this year. Mm. All right, let's have a look at Division 3 yesterday and Clayton. 10 Thursday, five. this one. Thursday, yeah. My bad. Yes. Anzac Day. Anzac Day game. I, I did forget that it was Anzac round and uh, a you know, magnificent round as well, so. Mm. To remember those that uh, sacrificed their lives for the lives that we live today, lest we forget. But uh, on Anzac Day, this match between Clayton and Endeavour Hills, or Clayton 10 5 65, go down to Endeavour Hills 13 12 90. 
They were in it. I was I was keeping an eye on this game. They were in it right up until sort of three quarter time, and then uh, Endeavour Hills kicked away. So I mean, positive signs at Clayton. Obviously yep. broke that thirty eight game losing streak for yep. you know three years. Uh, they were up and about. I was down at training, interviewing a few of them uh, last week. So uh, they were they were stoked, and they were hoping to keep keep it going. And they've put up a good fight here, but yeah. in the end they were uh, they were beaten uh, fairly convincingly in the end. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, no information oh, from Endeavour Hills. Oh, this is what I don't like, Carl. Bugbear, I, but, I yeah. went on about it a couple yeah. of weeks as well. Find uh, him. <laughs> disappointing. But uh, Clayton uh, Gilmore, who's been a great servant. Jordan Gilmore, club. Captain. great servant. Very, very good servant to Clayton. Loyal mm. servant. Kicked three goals, which is good for him. Coots kicked two. McRae kicked two. They were the multiples. Jesse Henderson's back there playing, the Ruckman. Good yep. pick up. I did hear a couple of uh, former Div 1 players going back. So. Yeah, well, Morrison's still running around. So, good to you see know, They've that. had a slide. They've had, what, three years from Division 1, Division 2, Division 3. They've had mm. a hell of a slide. Clayton, mm. let's hope they can consolidate because yeah. they're a proud club in a hard area to recruit. Mm. Mm. But they're doing well, they're, yep. considering where they are. They're in Division yeah. 3 this year and, you know, a couple of wins on the board and unfortunately a loss, but oh. good to see them up and about. The uh, boat was out yesterday. Yeah. This boat was out yesterday in this mm. result. Mm. Oh, and this one. Uh, do, do you want to touch on a bug? Should no, we? Nah. nah, we won't touch on that. But anyway, interesting result there to come out of uh, Cerberus and Ashwood. Cerberus. Yeah. yeah, dare we say it. But I'm you know, the good sign of Cerberus, Jimmy Miller, who came off the boat last year, played in their grand. No, this is a true story. No, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Played for the in the in the in the grand final. Yep. Blah blah blah. He's playing full forward in the ruck for France in the VFL there now. You go. So there you go. Beautiful. There you go. Great story. Great story there. And the final game that we'll touch on from Division 3 yesterday was Robert Booth Reserve there, which is a bit of a fortress for Hampton Park. And they yesterday defeated Blackrock 9-14-68 to Blackrock 7-5-47. The multiples for Hampton Park. Die uh, was the Peter only Dye. one. Peter Die, Pearson, Henwood and Walsh named in the best there for Hampton Park. And for Blackrock, Dua with three. King with two. Kick, Bat and Durry were the best there. Jeez, a couple of ex-Hampton footballers in Blackrock. Yeah, you got Buddy year. Spawn in the best. They'll good be all right in Hampton Park. They'll be good. Blackrock recruited. Yeah, good to see Buddy Spawn there. Very good yeah, to see. No, good man, Buddy. And we'll have a quick look at the ladder in Division 3. It sees Frankston Dolphins. That's Division right. 4. Hampton Park on top. Endeavour Hills in second position. Black Rock in third. That's Ashford the four. Fourth. That Clay- won't change. Clayton not far from a final no, spot. No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what about a top six? <laughs> yeah, top six. Uh, there you well, go. I could say things about that, but we won't nah. get into today. Division two, getting higher and higher. I covered uh, covered this first game on Thursday. Good day. Division two. It was a mm. uh, good Good day on Anzac Day. Beautiful day for footy. Murrumbina 14-17-101 defeated uh, Caulfield Bears 8-4-52. Murrumbina, they, they were... They had a lot of players out, a lot of players missing. Jake Semmel, who was a policeman, he was at the MCG. Luke no, James. No Jay Bruno, no Luke James, no Owen Lewis. They had five up from the reserves, a couple of under-19, uh, one or two under-19s debuting as well. So made a really good fist of it. They switched the ball really well. They moved the ball really well. So I'm thinking when they get those guys back, they could be a real force. Yep. I mean, they didn't start the season very well. They were Owen, they've been 0-2 mm-hmm. up until this point. Good they list. Got their first, got their yeah. first win. Uh, and, a, and a well-run club as well with yeah. uh, Freddie Hargrave down there. So... Uh, expecting expecting Murrumbina to really bounce back throughout the second half of the year, but they mm. they were they outclassed Caulfield in a big way. Definitely, uh, Bradley with five, Brazel with two, McMahon with two, Clayton with two. They were the multiples for Murrumbina. Good to see Mickey McMahon playing senior footy again, and Reese Clayton as well. Two sets, two. two sets of twins in that Murrumbina side, and as a commentator. Jenkins. 
Sorry? The Caulfield? No, no, no. In, oh, the, in the Murrumbina okay, yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. The Turkington Twins. Yep. Identical. Hard to, right. hard to pick them. And uh, the other one, the Brazzles, who are awesome. Great footballers, uh, they were they were very good on the day. But Harley Ambrose st- stood out real yeah. really well for me. Mm. Former St. Paul. Wade captain. King had a really good game. Yeah, big reps on Wade King. Yeah, and for Caulfield, the multiples were Jenkins and Buggy, Buggy uh, State and Ballard. Jake, Jake Buggy was their best player by a long way. Very good stuff there by Bina getting the job done against Caulfield on Anzac Day. The next result was good for the Hammers. 9-18-72, defeating Chelsea Heights 8-4-52 down at Beasley Reserve. Yeah, because Devereaux is in the goals Brackers this year. kick four. Yeah. Well done, Mark. Kick five the week before against East Brighton. Yeah, doing yeah. all right. Leading the goal kicking. He would be. Yeah. He'd kick nine in two games anyway. He's a good player. Very good stuff there from the Hammers. Matheson uh, for the Hiders was with... Three goals, only multiple there. Odell, Matheson, and Lee named in the best for Chelsea. And for the Hammers, Devereaux kicked four, a lazy four. Crane with two, Ashman with two. Devereaux, Bennett, and Bolger named in the Brendan best. Brendan Bennett. Hey. Brendan. Oh, Barney's still playing footy. Good man. There you go. Good to see Carl Nichols named in the best yeah. too for Hampton uh, Good well. win to Hampton. Very good stuff. Well, this next result, Springvale oh. Districts. 21-9-135, defeating Heaven 8-6-54. That's a, that's a thrashing. That's, uh, yeah, disappointing for the Tunners. Mm. Fian with six, a lazy six for Springvale. Uh, Katsaris with four, McCabe with three, Wiedering with three. They lined up, t- and Thompson with two. Cunningham, McCabe, and Raru were the best for Springvale. For Heatherton, Swainston with three, Stone with two, Flannery Swainston and Arta named in the best there for They're all right, Springy Districts. They'll good be there football club. finals time. Very good football club. Good to see him doing well in Division 2 this year. This next result, interesting one as well. Uh, well, not so interesting in actual fact. Keysborough, 16-10-106, defeating Sky, 2-6-18. Chrissy Bryan in fantastic form as usual, booting a lazy four. Canelli with three. Campbell with three. Humphreys with two. Humphreys, Anderton, and Werner, Timmy Werner, in the best there for Keysborough. This last game's a bit messy. Yes. A bit messy. It involves East Brighton and a very good football club in the Doveton Eagles. 19-14-128, defeating East Brighton. 5-8-38, Hurlingham reserved there. No uh, no Russell Robertson. No, but big no. Piver Wright's kick four. Piver. Former Richmond enlisted player. player. That's right, ex-Noble Park. Nathan mm. Foster with two and... Uh, Dewey Jam, obviously the uh, the stalwart, the Peter, veteran that keeps going. Peter Lars and the coach yeah. running around. The doc. Yeah. Barry Hope still running Do you around. Do reckon Larso puts himself in the best every week? Oh, he a, probably is in the best. But again, guess, what yeah. a great great servant. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Him, Hopey, Jemmo, fantastic. And it's tough at the moment for yeah. those blokes. So. I, I remember Peter Larson saying five years ago in a radio oh, interview post the grand final mm, win yeah. that that was it. He was hanging up That's his boots. And two years later, he t- took over as senior coach and he's been. Playing football yeah. since looks Nick, like it's yeah looks like it's going to be another tough year for East Brighton. Mm. Yes, Nick two. Battle in the best for Doveton Eagles. Mm. Brother of his brother Josh, was there last yeah. last week, so they'll be there. Doveton Eagles. Another one players. of your favourites. The beers are the in beer the man. best players yeah. as well, and the N beer. Yeah, M and N beer in the best. There you go. <laughs> in sync there, Donners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good. And the ladder in Division Two. We'll take a quick look at that before we turn our div- uh, attention to Division One, the Premier Division of the Southern Footy League. Then we'll take a break and head to some amateur footy. Uh, Dovetown Eagles comfortably on top there with four wins, no losses. Keezy in second position. Springvale third. Hampton fourth. Good to see them fourth mm. position on the ladder. Murrumbina fifth. Chelsea Heights sixth. East Brighton seventh. Heatherton eighth. Sky ninth. And disappointing from Caulfield. 
bottom of the ladder. Yeah. yeah. Finished. What's going wrong there? Don't know. They picked up a good playing coach. Good. Yeah. Chris O'Keefe. O'Keefe. By yeah, all reports, no, yeah. this is very disappointing. Lost from a Caulfield. few players, but on the positive, what about from their junior club? No Ainsworth. Mm. Made his True. debut yesterday for, for the for Brisbane. Brisbane. Well done to very good. junior footballer very from good. the Caulfield Bears. Yeah, well, I'm sure Caulfield will uh, be on the up at some point this year. None three after three rounds, though. Very disappointing out of their camp, but we'll keep an eye on how they go throughout the rest of the year. All right, Division One football. This is where it's all happening. And on Anzac Day, a brilliant Anzac Day clash and oh, uh, traditional mm, clash between great these two day, rivals. But the game was ordinary. Yeah. Them. Oh, that's a walk in the park for Premiership for Cheltenham. Yeah. That's just a walk in the park. Read the score on out, Carl. <laughs> Am I reading this correctly? This is correct. Is that what's that? Ninety six points. Yeah, twenty one eight one thirty four. Cheltenham defeating Bentley six four forty. I thought Bentley would be would be okay this year. So did I. I thought they'd be all right. But after watching them on um, uh, Thursday, it doesn't look good That's at the moment. Yeah. That's disappointing. Not good. Multiples for Cheltenham. McTaggart with a lazy seven. Barclay with two. Davis with two. Worrell with two. Parsons with two. Barclay, Vaughan and Parsons named it the best for Cheltenham. Bentley, Matty Troutbeck still there. That's good to see good. him down at the football club still at Bentley. He was there, only multiple. Smart, Cunningham and Rogers, the skipper at Bentley, named in the best there for Bentley. Yeah, disappointing result Very disappointing. Bentley. They'd be very, very Great day down there, but the game was over at well and truly even a quarter time, to be quite honest. Mm. Even though three points up. But anyway. Yes, uh, and we'll... Quickly go through some of the other results in Division 1 here. East Melbourne, 18-7, 1-15, defeated Port Melbourne, 12-11-83. First they... win on the board for yes, East Melbourne. very good to see that and unveiled their brand-new rooms at Dunlop Reserve there. Disappointing to see Port Melbourne haven't put any results in, but East Melbourne, <laughs> Linton with a multiples of three, Madden of three, Duffy two, Bristow with two, Lonningham with two, Kerry, Kerry best on. Sumner Liam. and also Duffy in the best Liam there. Sumner, halfback flank yesterday. Getting the feel of the, the comp now. Well done, too. There you go. Very good stuff there. Good to see them on the rebound with a win there. East Malvern. St. Paul's 14-10-94 defeated St. Kilda City. 7-7-49. McKinnon Reserve yesterday afternoon. Wow. This is a very fierce rivalry between these two clubs a lot of the time. Mm. And yesterday, Hunt kicked three. Walsh kicked two. Kremborg with two. Muller with two for St. Paul's. The multiples. Monday, Walsh, Timmy Walsh and Davenport in the best there. And Jimmy Zilla. I think, and I, and I think uh, the leading goal kicker there for uh, St Kilda City actually injured himself again. Again, oh. uh, from all reports, he one, might have done a hamstring. One S Fisher, yeah, and fire brace. The Kick two multiples two. there for St Kilda City. Mm-hmm. Perry Cochran and O'Hare Vargas named in the best. Good the winning goal last game, mm. St Kilda City. Uh, and we the won't go through. We won't go through oh. this one. <sighs> Read it out quick. <laughs> Fifteen eight ninety eight nine nine. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen eight ninety eight. Oakley District at home at Princess Highway Reserve defeated Mordialic nine nine sixty three. You got off to a flyer, bug. Yeah, and then after half time, just um, got outplayed. They were quicker. They were slicker. They moved the ball well, and yeah. we got we got found wanting yesterday. So, oh well. Good win by Oakley District. That's their first win for the year, and back, they play their home ground well. Back to the drawing board now. Well, big game next year, next week in Premiership, Premiership favourites Cheltenham. Yes. So we're up against the. The big team, so yeah. Good stuff uh, by Oakley yesterday. Not so good for Morty Alec. Velado with four in the multiples. Kandaki. Cyril's not, brother. Cyril's, Cyril's brother. Cyril's away. 
So his brothers stood up and kicked a couple of goals. Good for him. Mullen and Mandich with uh, the multiples for Oakley. Walker, Russo and Carousella. And the best there for Oakley and for Morty Alec. Moore with two. Curtis with two. And Morris with two. Margulio, Barnhorn and Bastion in the best there for Morty Alec. Final game of the round in Division oh. 1. Saw Hyatt 2-12-24. Wow. Wow. Defeated by a powerhouse in the Dingoes, Dingley, 16-18-1-14, down at Turner Road Reserve. <laughs> well, where do we where do we even go to Farmer start dissecting this four game? Four to, uh, to go along with this three the week before. Hmm. So, yeah. Farmer with four, McGregor with three, Williams with two, multiples for Dingley, none for Hyatt, best for Dingley were Morwood, Parker and Aids. Good to see Danny, Danny Aids, Aids. Danny best. Aids. And for Hyatt, Rain, Brown, and Jackson named in the best there. Interesting wow. round of Division One footy. Yeah, there's no easy going. Tightening things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that yeah. result from Oakley District. Oakley District, yeah. yeah. And they go to the peanut farm next week. Yep. Very good. Now, the current ladder in Division One of the Southern Footy and Netball League. Dingley on top with three wins. Cheltenham, two wins and one loss. They're up there. Good to see the Rosales up there. St. Paul's. There. Oh, yeah. No excuses this year. Not this year. Not this year. No. St. Paul's, two wins, one loss. Morty Alec, two wins, one loss. Port Melbourne Colts, one win, two losses. East Melbourne, one win, two losses. Oakley Districts, one win, two losses. Hyatt, eighth position, one win, two losses. Bentley, ninth position with one win and two losses. And St. Kilda City on the bottom of the table with one win and two losses. Anyone's game. It is. It's pretty even this year, yeah. Definitely is. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, your home of local footy in 2019. You can text us in at any time on 0404000736. We've had a text in saying few blowouts uh, across the weekend, boys. There certainly was. Yep, and I just got one before umpire training is one night a week, and both goal umpires were not appointed after that debacle out at Lindhurst. Okay. So they've come Lindhurst and Robin Game. So anyway. That's the end of that chapter. We probably won't see that. We hopefully won't see that again in Southern League footy. We'll take a break here on 88.3 Southern FM. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. 0404000736 if you'd like to get in contact with us. It's 29 minutes to midday. Do you like an old-fashioned trash and treasure market with everything from plants to pre-loved clothing, homewares to crafted jewellery and much more? Then join us at Bentley Sunday Market, 7am to midday every Sunday at Bent Street Car Park next to Bentley Station. All proceeds go to community projects of Bentley Moorabbin Central Rotary Club. Mention Southern FM for a free cloth shopping bag online at bentleymarket.org. Southern FM sponsor. My name's Carol and I'm a survivor. Why did I decide to join a radiotherapy clinical trial through Trog Cancer Research? Because I want to be here for my family. Because I want better treatments for all of us. Because cancer research saves lives. Please support Trog Cancer Research today. Visit trog.com.au slash donate. Because together we can find the answer. Kingston Arts proudly presents Six Moments in Kingston, a mystery bus tour visiting six new public artworks dotted through Kingston suburbs. Interact with contemporary artworks based on infamous local stories, including the mysterious disappearance of pilot Fred Valenchich. Was he taken by a UFO? Phil Carman's headbutting incident at Moorabbin Oval. The global release of Parkdale rocker Rick Springfield's hit single, Jesse's Girl. Opening May 2019. Book now, 955 or kingstonarts.vic.gov.au. 
Hi, I'm Grace. I'm Gabe. We're We're Scouts. We hike, we camp, we sail and canoe and climb. And so much more. It's awesome. We learn to care for ourselves and for others. We learn outdoors. Scouts is less screens, more friends. Real friends. The best friends. We develop leadership, resilience and have fun. From the age of five, Scouts prepares you for adventure and prepares you for life. It's time to check out your local Scout group at scoutsvictoria.com.au. Southern FM The sounds of the Bayside You're listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM The sounds of the Bayside Your home of local footy in 2019 0404000736 is the way you can get in contact with us this morning Donners Yeah and we've got a uh, another special guest in the studio We spoke to Nick Johnston earlier from the Sandringham Zebras uh, the president of the footy club And we've got another power broker from uh, from a Vaffa footy club in Collegians We spoke to Nick Roach a few weeks ago Yeah uh, we've, gone, we've gone higher now We've gone higher We've gone Closer to the top. Okay. You know? We've got uh, director of coaching. He's assistant coach. He's just a former uh, former gun cricketer as well. Still still has it, but has bad knees. Uh, we've got Michael Cove, Collegians Footy Club. Covey, good to have you here. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, very nice of you to say that I'm above <laughs> Nick Roach at that football club, considering that Roach has been down there since he was born. But, uh, mate, we'll claim that. Well, um, we'll, we'll, run, sure, we'll ask him about that today. I'm sure Roachy's <laughs> listening in anyway, so g'day, Roachy. Uh First win of the season yesterday against Old Kerry. Uh, not the ideal start to the year, but still plenty of time to uh, to to get it back uh, get it back on track. Yeah, mate. Look, it was good to have a win yesterday. Uh, much much better feeling on a Sunday morning uh, with mm. four points on the Saturday. Um, it's been a tough start to the season, losing our first couple of games. But uh, yesterday, back to some of our best footy from from you know the last couple of years where we've been right up there, and it was really good to see some young players playing some really good games yesterday. Um, sort of, it's been a Slow start to the season due to a number of reasons. Um, Rochi probably touched on a lot of those, mate, a couple of weeks ago. But um, you know, we going down by two kick uh, by a kick uh, two years in a row in the grand final to your favourite club in St Kevin's, being a Xavier boy. Uh, but you know, it's taken a lot out of the boys. We we had a delayed pre-season. We've got a lot of guys in rehab still. So you know, gradually over the next sort of three, four, five, six weeks, we're going to start to get a lot of these players back. You mentioned there you had a delayed pre-season. Do you think that does factor in, in a in a sense, when you're coming into a season? Obviously, without Taylor Hunt, who we'll touch on a bit later, who was outspended. But you you, you guys reckon you just weren't sort of ready to go by round one? Yeah, mate, I, I just think that there was a lot of guys who, you know, the amount of effort we put in over the last couple of years, who, you know, maybe some guys that got maybe a little bit too tough and just thought they wanted a little bit extra time off, um, you know, just things like that. And then some of the guys that have had injuries, we haven't had the best luck. I know you don't like hearing and complaining about injuries, but we haven't had a lot of luck with injuries-wise mm-hmm. in the last two years. And, um, you know, that sort of probably hurt us going into this season. But I've got no doubt with the, the talent on our list that, you know, there's at some stage throughout the season, hopefully yesterday was a good step in the right direction that we're going to be right thereabouts again hopefully at the at the business end of the season who are your new recruits at the start of the season uh this year wayno uh the big big name recruits we got in this year was nick papadopoulos who Mm. played at box hill uh played in their grand final side in 2014 now unfortunately i think nick might have uh, hurt his groin yesterday in the third quarter Uh, he's our leading goal kicker this season so not sure if he'll get up for next week or not but we'll we'll see about that but uh, the other one was former richmond afl listed player ben deru yep Uh, Ben played his juniors at uh, my junior footy club where I played at Ormond as well and 
think and he's ben, a Wesley boy as and well. And he's a Wesley he's boy. A and then Ben, when he got delisted from Richmond, went and played over in the Sandful for three yep. or four years uh, for North and South Adelaide. And then he's come back this year. He's got a lot of mates at Collisions and, and he's um, playing some really good footy across half-back for us. He's mm. been a really good recruit. So uh, so they were our biggest two. And then uh, some young fellas that we brought in from the school mm. as well. So you just mentioned Ben Devereux there. Point system-wise, what? how many points is he recorded as? Yeah, so Benny being an, a Wesley student, former st- Wesley student, he's, he's just okay. a one-pointer. So it's the, oh, same, okay. it's the yeah. same as if you're playing yeah, uh, yeah. local footy. So if you played at Ormond as a junior and you played AFL football and you go back to that club, you're only a one-pointer. So uh, Taylor Hunt, didn't play, didn't or didn't go to Wesley, so he's a six pointer. Okay. He played with us last year. He's yep. down to a five pointer this year. So right. just you, probably the same as the Southern League, where yep. you use a, lose a point each year. Tell us about um, the absence of Taylor Hunt. Obviously, a bit of a controversial one last year in, in the grand final. You've missed yep. him for a couple of weeks uh, now. When does when does he due to return? Yeah, look, Taylor's absolutely flying on the track. So seeing him on the track from the amount of injuries we've got at the moment and you see Taylor out there running around fully fit and not being able to play. But the good news is we will get Taylor Hunt back next week against Old Brighton down at uh, Beach Road. Uh, So he can't wait to put the jumper back on and get out there. So we're really looking forward to having him back out there, which, you know, just his drive and run off half back for us and through the midfield. Uh, is is what we need and what we've been lacking. Um, you know that sort of half back line we had in the final series with Sam Parsons, who's been playing at North Melbourne as well. Lindsay Apted, who's uh, not playing at the moment, and Taylor Hunt. So that sort of three off the half back there that we hopefully get back in the next next few weeks. We've seen two gut wrenching grand final losses from we you have. guys to yes, to the same opposition. Uh, how after I mean after the first one where you just flew home. In the last quarter, you lost by, I think it was less than a goal. And then last year, I mean, you, you had the opportunity as well. Yep. Are the boys as, as committed and focused as ever to, to bouncing back and really ending that, that, uh, that streak? Yeah, look, 2017, I think St. Kevin's were, were the best side yep. in the competition. And, and, you know, we had a real red-hot crack at them down at Trevor Barker Oval in that mm. grand final. It was a real windy day for those who remember that. Uh, we lost by three points when we were coming all over them. Willie uh, Johnson stood up and, and yeah, skipper Courtney Hilton Courtney really Hilton stood up fantastic. as well. fantastic, yep, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, probably another couple of minutes in that game and we probably would have got the got the Correct. win there as well. And then last year probably, I mean, they all hurt, but last year probably hurts more given that we really felt that last year we had the best list and the best side in, in the competition. And that's no disrespect to St. Kevin's. We've got the utmost respect for them and what they've been able to do and achieve in, in the competition but last year going to that game we were super confident of winning that game of football in 2017 go there give it a red hot crack see what happens last year we we really thought we'd get the job done last year but to St Kevin's credit they're a great side got some really really good players there and um, you know they deserve their win and mm. that one hurts but uh, in terms of this year yeah I think some of the players just sort of took a lot out of them and and it's sort of taken until I think Going to pre-season in 2018, the boys were just so hungry and so keen to win that flag the next year. Mm. Whereas this year, going into the 2019 pre-season, it was more of a maybe you know players were hurting and mm. and struggling a little bit that way. And I think it's taken us to get back to playing football and get into the groove of that again for the boys to get the hunger back, which I've no doubt they're starting to get back now. Well, let's have a look at the result from yesterday afternoon. And Collegians 14-21-105 defeated Old Kerry 11-10-76. 21 behinds. 
What do you make of that? <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't kick particularly straight. And we're talking about uh, Willie Johnson, and I know if, if he's listening in, we do call him the, the best-looking fat bloke in the VAFA, so he's, 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 going, he's going all right, uh, even a bit like Harry Healy. But, uh, we'll get on to Harry a bit later. But uh, Look, Willie Johnson kicked 3-5 yesterday uh, on a very good opponent as well, but uh, you know, goal-kicking, it wasn't overly windy yesterday, but our goal-kicking wasn't great at times. But, you know, it was really good. We, we injected a lot of space, uh, pace, space pace into that side yesterday uh, you know with Lockie Ferguson back who's, who's one of our favourites John and you know mm. a lot, a lot mm. about Lockie uh, missed the first two games because he was overseas of all things he wasn't <laughs> injured so <laughs> when you have injuries and he's not playing that one really hurts as well uh, but yeah Lockie played yesterday he kicked two goals four I think and Will Johnson kicked three five uh, we had Nathan Boucher from Box Hill who you might know of Nathan mm-hmm. he kicked four goals in the VFL two weeks ago mm. had him back in yesterday uh, which was great to see he kicked a goal and, and brought a lot to us through the midfield and on the wings as well. Uh, and then speaking about Nick Hogan, who made his debut for us yesterday from North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick was Nick was really good with his pace. He only played about 50% of game time coming back from injury, but no doubt in the next few weeks he's going to up his game. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much we'll see of him. Did I see in the preseason as well is Alex Morgan, the other one from North Melbourne, is he... Listed for you as yes, well? Yes, he is, mate. That's the one I should have mentioned earlier as well. So Alex Morgan, the former Essendon and, and North, North Melbourne, Melbourne yeah. AFL player, was at North Melbourne last year. Yep. Uh, he has signed with us as well. He's currently still playing in the VFL for yep. North Melbourne. Yep. But we might see a little bit of Alex at some stage throughout the Correct. season. When mate. they have a bye. Or... Yeah, when they've got yep. a bye. Uh, I think round six against St Bernard's who are on top of the ladder mm-hmm. at the moment. I think North Melbourne have got a bye. So I think we've got six North Melbourne boys that we hopefully oh, will get back that oh. day. So Joey won't be happy about that. But we'll... <laughs> We're nice for us. That's handy enough. So we were talking a little bit earlier with Nick Johnson, who's president of the Sandringham Football Club and the VFL, about the importance of having AFL sort of role models in the VFL system. How important is it to have some VFL players in the local footy system? Yes, yeah, it's, it's really and important. AFL mate. as well. Yeah, in case, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and former AFL players that come back in, into the system as well. You know, We're lucky enough, speaking of Will Johnson, mm. played at uh, St Kilda for a couple of years. Uh, our favourite player down at uh, Collegians, I know that if the boys are listening, they, I can't get through without m- mentioning him, and Viv Mitchie mm. is absolutely fantastic, mm. and no doubt he's our, he's our best player and what he brings as well, and, and the young guys coming through and, and looking up to those guys, and I remember last year at, at a training session, we had some of the Year 12s from Wesley come down just to you know to be introduced to the club and join in training and heard of some of them talking and they're just saying wow there's Viv Mitchie kicking to Taylor Hunt and George mm, Burberry who yeah. played at Geelong as well and having having that personnel down there is, is a really really big boost and to these young guys coming through and, and not not just the young guys but guys that experienced footballers they bring a lot to it to the table you saw in round one obviously against St Kevin's you would have seen the debut of Jared Waite yes what, I did what do you think he's bringing to the competition overall but obviously he's adding a fair bit of depth to that St Kevin's lineup. He is, mate. Yeah, he's added to what is already uh, an incredible lineup at St. Kevin's. And some may ask how that happens, but uh, all credit to them to, for picking up that. And, and Jared, uh, you know, I think it's great that he's in the competition. Uh, would love him playing for us. He's playing at St. Kevin's. So <laughs> he was playing for North Melbourne. Playing, he should be playing at North yeah, Melbourne. He probably would have more goals than Benny Brown at the moment. But yeah, look, he. He was he was really good. He's obviously going to be a tough tough matchup. But I was impressed with his work ethic. He worked really hard up the ground. He's a lot of people might think he's just going to stay in the goal square and 
want the ball kicked long and, and high to him and try and kick goals that way. But he, he worked really hard defensively and put pressure on and worked up the ground. And I noticed yesterday he was named in, in the best. He only kicked two goals, so mm. I presume his, his defensive pressure, and that was right on yesterday as well. I want to ask you about, uh, and I apologise, boys, or you can ask as many questions as you like. No, all's yours, <laughs> yours Donners. I want to ask you about Uni Blues, Kovacs, because you and I have spoken before um, sure, mate. in length about Uni Blues and how they're sort of just flying under the radar a little yep. bit. You and Rochi have... Uh, are of that belief. They pumped OMs yesterday. They did. Uh, what are you? Are you thinking that they're a bit of a dark horse this season? Yeah, mate. Looking at the recruits they got coming into the season, we we knew and thought that they were going to be right thereabouts again. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably say there's not a lot of love lost between Collegians yes. and Uni Blues. Yes, so I know that. We don't particularly get on uh, <laughs> that well. So, you know, we we look at Uni Blues list this year and you, and you, you sort of think how, to, how have they got some of the talent they've got in there I think they've got nine ex-AFL players now on the list which is incredible uh, picking up Josh Green I think he kicked uh, six goals yesterday Ace Cordy kicked five who won the Woodrow last year as well so he, he's a very good player uh, then they've got the Harper boys in there as well and one, yeah, of, one of whom was one of whom was uh, training with Collegians prior to uh, going to Uni Blues yeah correct? one of one of them might have uh, Played AFL football at North Melbourne yeah. and, and turned up and I think he's still got some of our training gear actually. So if you, if <laughs> yeah, back off him. Back when we play, I hope, there the, I hope these blokes aren't getting paid. No chance they're getting no paid. Chance they're no getting, no okay. chance they're getting, right. getting paid. Out. They're all studying arts at, at Melbourne Uni. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. blokes. But, uh, yeah. Look, the, you know, Uni Blues—they've put a lot of lot of pressure on themselves with the recruits they've got this year, mate. And they, they talk a big game, and I think they've they might have lost eight eight or nine of eight out of nine of their last uh, A grade finals. So yep. we'll see when the pressure comes on later in the season. <laughs> All right, well, we might uh, have a little look at uh, some of the other results from the William Buck Premier Division yesterday. And, Kobe, chime in with, with your thoughts as well of, uh, of how you see the other teams sort of faring so far this year. With. Yeah, well, Old Trinity Grammarians, 6-5-41, were defeated by the Old Zavs. Donners, you'd be happy with this result. 15-5-95. No multiples from Old Trinity either, which is interesting. Mm. Hodge Beasley and Hamilton named in the best there for Old Zavs. Margin, margin. With five, Handley with three. Merlo, Margin and Banting in the best there. Well, I mean, it's interesting. If you look at that best column there, you've got Merlo, Margin, Gilbert and Banting, all former under-19s at the club, uh, all of them under under 25. So um, you can see that the future is coming through there. Corley Beatham's been, been around for a long time and Jordan Kelly, who's a former Collingwood, uh, I think he was VFL. He might have been on the AFL list for a brief time as well. Was, mate. Yep. Uh, so Footscray? Is it Footscray as well? Potentially, DFL. yeah, potentially. Yeah, he's played. He's been played high level. So it's good to see the young, the young blokes, the young next generation of old Zavs footballers uh, mm-hmm. getting in the best there. And you know, we're um, we're going along well. But things can change very quickly in uh, in local footy as well. So now, John, speaking of power breakers, I was talking to someone very high up at uh, Xavier last week, yes. mate, uh, by the name of Ralph O'Shaughnessy. Ralph, Ralph, uh, we'll, we'll, now, be, we'll be we'll be having a having we'll a bit of lunch with Ralph O'Shaughnessy later on today. But yeah. uh, he was telling me in his time the club that he thinks the list they've got there at the moment is as strong as he's seen so considering how strong Xavier have been oh, over yeah. the past 20-25 yep. years mate where do you see this this current list that they've got at the moment? Well obviously I haven't seen a lot of them play but just looking and watching back a, a few replays um, they look they look as good as I've ever seen in my time obviously coming out of school and uh, but watching a lot of old Zavs previously I mean uh, the, the the young, as I keep saying, the young blokes there just look really devoted and committed, and like uh, they've got they've got the cattle. Uh, and we've I think we've uh, we've missed the finals the last three years in a row or something like that. So um, 
there's no better time than now for us to start competing again and, and getting back there. But Rowan Buick, the Rowan Buick factor has been huge for, for the old Zavs and obviously Will Hams to come in as well. Um, Rowan Buick, obviously 104 games for, for Brisbane. He's come in, he's, he had 29 last week and kicked three. I think he kicked a couple yesterday as well. But um, from all reports, him and Jason Holmes have, have been huge assets to the club. We spoke to Matt, Matt Cosgrave on this show uh, a couple of weeks ago and he said that Holmesy is just much loved around the around the footy club and Rowan Buick's not far behind. I mean, he's carrying blokes along in 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 um in runs if they're struggling, he's waiting back, he's helping them out. So, um oh look, I agree. I think it's it's probably the best old Zavs team we've seen in in a couple of years probably since they won that flag. Yeah, and uh, looking at some of the footage on the tape that yeah. Rowan Buick's going to be a handful oh, yeah. for all sides and yeah. might be a really nice matchup if we see Rowan Buick versus Taylor Hunt that in, would be, in a month's time. Yeah. It would be a good old AFL matchup in, yeah. in local footy. That'll, be good to see. That'll be a classic battle too, traditional rivals in Absolutely. Old Zavs v Collegiate. So, yeah, it'd be good. Uh, no, we're going along well at the moment and, uh, you know, one week at a time. I think we've got uh, D-Lar next week. Your, your boys. One week, one week at a time yeah, inside the four walls. Yeah, inside the four walls, yeah. yeah. And, and Trinity, just touching on Trinity quickly, uh, obviously playing a preliminary final last mm. year. They've actually lost quite a bit of talent through their list. Well, Yetzi's mm. the big one. Yetzi's the big one who's who's moved on, but there's some other really good players that they've lost this yeah. year, so they're relying on a lot of young players coming through again. Well, I was looking at their list yesterday, just going through who was who was in that team, and there was a lot of names that I didn't that I wasn't familiar with, and uh, you know that's that's probably that's probably a tough time now coming up for uh, for Trinity, I reckon. Donners. Yes, mate. Who'd you pull the boots on for yesterday? Uh, the crocodiles, the old Zavs crocodiles. Okay. I was uh, literally next door to where uh, the old Zavs ones were playing. Well, I was just, at just Marcelin College. Just, just thinking, you know, for somebody that says they haven't really got a lot to do with old Zavs, he did pull the boots on for him yesterday. No, so. I don't have a lot to do with them. I don't get to see them a lot because He's I'm commentating because I'm oh. commentating footy yeah. on a Saturday yeah, in the right. Southern Football League. So, okay. Um, but I, I put I prioritised the Saints actually so, over um, over the old Zavs yesterday. So, John, how cool. many teams do Zavs have? It, what were you playing in yesterday? I was playing in the their, Crocs. Is that their sixth or seventh oh, senior third. side? Or? Look, it doesn't, you know. Third, do you reckon, Wayne? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I don't know too many to count, actually, Kobe. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we've got the green socks on. We had a loss. But, um, yeah, look, I was pretty good yesterday, actually. Oh, well. <laughs> at least you can get a game somewhere, John. That's good. University Blues yesterday. Good result for them. 24-9-153. More accurate kicking mm. in this game, mm. uh, which is good to see. Against Old Melburnians, they defeated them, in fact, 7-6-48. Wow, at yeah. Park. We've got a few friends who play for OMs, Covey, and they reckon that they were uh, pretty sharp Uni Blues yesterday. Yeah, look, as, as we spoke about a bit earlier, Uni Blues are going to be right up there at the business end of the season, but uh, Old Melburnians, uh, they were pretty confident with the top-end talent that they added into their list this year. Uh, you know, some former AFL and VFL boys coming in there, Gus Borthwick mm-hmm. from Collingwood mm-hmm. being, a, being a big one there, Jackson Payne from the Brisbane Lions and Collingwood. Um, you know, they've picked up some really, really good players. Uh, Elliot Kavanagh from Essendon, uh, Drummond yeah. as well. So they've mm. they got some good players. But their list, to me, and, you know, with no disrespect to old Melburnians, their twos are very strong, but they've got a lot of players that, you know, probably from their 10th play down picking the ones mm. through to their twos that you could raffle them off who comes into that senior side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's where their, their bottom end talent and their senior side struggles. So that's that's where I think they're going to struggle this year. Jack O'Payne uh, suspended yesterday, I believe. He got suspended he got against us, same as Courtney Hilton did uh, two yes. weeks ago. Yep, so yep. Jackson Payne did get a two-week suspension for rough conduct. Uh, so that's a big loss for them, obviously, going into that game. Absolutely. So. 
Yeah, so that was the result there at Elsinwick Park. Uni Blues really looking all right this year mm. by the sounds of things. Started pretty well this season. We touched on the Collegians result a little earlier on. St. Kevin's yesterday. Wow, this is an interesting result. 11-13-79 went down to Old Brighton, 15-12-102. Two in a row for Scobbs. Um, I don't think they would be panicking internally. I think, all, I think, you know, after four rounds, I know, you know, they've lost two, but I think they'll be pretty confident that, you know, They'll be, they'll be right up there come finals time again. Yeah, and a lot of people look at that result and say, well, look, Brighton's beat St. Kevin's at St. Kevin's. And Got a yeah, lot of Sandy players back, though. It's a fantastic result for Brighton. Uh, I think they were close to full strength yesterday, yep. and a lot of people who don't know the players and just look at the results will think that's a major upset. But mm. going through the St. Kevin's team list from yesterday, I know they were missing at least half of their best yep. side, mm. including their whole starting midfield. So ah. you've got blokes like Nick Wood, um, Brown. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of very good Sullivan, yeah. yep. uh, Barnett. You know, there's a lot of very, very good players not running around there yesterday. So that, for them to have their whole starting midfield yeah. out would have, would have been. Oh, they'll, they'll. I've got no doubt in my mind they'll be back right at the top of the th- yeah. top of the table soon. I think at the end of the day as well, it's so early on in the season that you know we can yeah. get a grasp on how teams are looking, but we won't really know until it's the pointy end of the season how they're really looking. If wait till overseas kicks in, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think yeah. we all call it an upset because we we probably want to see. You know, the last two yeah. years' premiers sort of being, you know, being beaten and, and competition being uh, being stronger as as a whole. So, yeah. all right. The final result to come out of the William Buck Premier Division yesterday was at the Snake Pit, St Bernard's twelve fourteen eighty six defeating De La Salle. 4-10-34. Joey Piggs, he'll be up and about. Oh. He'll be happy. Top he of actually, the ladder. He predicted uh, that they're going to go 18 and zip this year. Yeah. That's oh, what he told me on uh, our Collegians <laughs> podcast earlier in the season. But oh. I, I think St. Bernard's are playing Uni Blues out at the Uni yes. next week. Now, I don't think St. Bernard's will be able to win that one next week, but mm. uh, time will tell. But, yeah, look, they've had a great start after winning Premier B comfortably last year, mm. coming up winning their first three games. Mm. But I don't think they've played any of the so-called big boys yep. yet, yep. so time will tell with that one. He he said he um, joined us on the show last week, and he said that they've already engraved the trophy down there. He said the oh. VAF has given them the easiest draw of possible, yep. and uh, and it's all over. Grab the medallions, and yeah, that's yeah. it for the season. Reckons, reckons, that's it. I mean, so well they they don't play the old Zavs till round nine. I'm not sure when they play you. Round six, round we got six. Them. So I think they'll have that run mid mid season of of uh, of pretty strong teams. I think they have St Kevin's in the middle of that as well. So um, that'll be the real test for St Bernard's going forward. But I mean, full credit to them. They've gone from Premier B. They've come up. They're on top of the ladder at the moment. But as we say, it's only early. So uh, we'll see how they go. Speaking of that ladder, St. Bernard sit on top. Three wins, no losses. Uni Blues close behind in second position, also on three wins, no losses. And your mob, Old Zavarians, three wins, no losses after three rounds as well. St. Kevin's in fourth position, one win, two losses. Uh, <laughs> Old Brighton, one win, two losses. Dela, one win, two losses. Collegians, one win, two losses. Old Kerry, one win, two losses. And Old Melburnians, one win and two losses. The disappointing thing to take out of William Buck is Old Trinity yet to record a win, three losses. Wouldn't be good if Old Trinity or Old... Well, I mean, probably more so for Old Trinity, but uh, if they got relegated to B grade, it'd be a pretty dark time for them, I think. It would be. I think they've got a pretty tough game from memory next week as well. So mm. might even be St. Kevin's. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, now, Covey, before, before, we, uh, before we wrap it up, I want to ask you quickly about cricket. You're still involved at the Ormond Cricket yeah. Club and, and coaching Wesley with Damien Fleming and Michael Beer. How, how is that going? Yeah, mate, cricket's going really, really well. So I lo- obviously love my cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, still heavily involved in coaching uh, through a lot of the pathways with some of the young players as well through... 
some of the Cricket Victoria stuff that I'm doing, uh, Wesley College, uh, yep. Ormond obviously is massive as well, uh, but Wesley uh, about to take the boys over to the UK in the uh, middle yes. of the year, so speaking of those Vaffer guys going on holidays to the UK, <laughs> You're so one of them. <laughs> Wesley kind enough to pay for a trip for me yep. over there, so taking that tour with Michael Beer and Damien Fleming with our first 11 at Wesley, so we, we head off in late June and through July for the World Cup. Have and you timed that for the Ashes as well? No, nah, we missed the Ashes, oh. mate, but hopefully to see the oh. England bubble the World Cup and watch the Aussies <laughs> win that, which which will be good. That'll be good. Um, and yeah, still doing some coaching down at down at Ormond as well, which uh, which is really good. Enjoy the subbies cricket, and it's going really well. Beautiful. So, you yeah. you got your hands booked. full. Yeah, yeah, yeah fully yeah. fully booked. And uh, and then yeah, obviously collegiate takes up a lot of time as yeah. well. So oh, well. Um, yeah, mate. So that's, you got cricket nets at Ormond yet, or you got a ground, or what's going? What look, are you our doing? lovely council down there, Wayno. They've been fantastic. Three years to build the cricket nets. They've got them. Just in time for footy they, season. They mucked them up, didn't they? They they put a hockey co- or and cricket nets in oh, all man. in one, didn't they? Oh, they got the baseball grounds up really quickly. Yeah, so yeah, you know, there's a lot of juniors that play oh, baseball in in all. They, so they got the priorities sorted. Got the priorities, and then yeah, look, the cricket nets will get there at some stage. Jeez. So we'll see, mate. We'll see there how we go. go. Very good. Kobe, thanks so much for giving us some of your time this Very morning, good. mate, thanks, and uh, informing us as thanks, to what boys. to expect from the collegians mm. for the rest of the year from a director of coaching. Do you want to go out for lunch, Kobe? Thanks for having me. And uh, yes, we, I think we're going to the Bells Hotel to catch up with Ralphie. So, yeah, yeah John, we will go. It's a Sunday for session. It's a power brokers oh, meeting. Power brokers, exactly. Yeah. Very Thanks for having stuff. me, boys. Good on you, mate. Thanks no, for coming nice. in. Now, uh, fellas, before we finish up today, we'll just have a quick look at some of the other results from uh, the other divisions in the VAFA. And Bo Morris yesterday, 12 11 83, defeated Old Hay Liberians. Uh, 6 13 49. Nash, Grigoriadis, uh, Williams, and Gibbons were the multiples for Bo Morris. Heath, Johns, and McMaster in the best there for Bowie for Old Halebury. Rich with three. Steele, Lowe, and Paul in the best there. Caulfield, Grammarians 13 14 92 defeated Fitzroy 7 10 52. Henderson and Turner in the multiples for Fitzroy. And for uh, Caulfield, Thompson with three, Baltus with two, Barker with two. And uh, the couple other results to quickly touch on. Yesterday, Parkdale Vultures, 9-14-68, defeated Old Geelong, 9-10-64. St. Bede's Mentone yesterday went down to yeah. University Blacks, 8-13-61 to 15-21-1-11. Wow. That's basically it for... How did, our, quickly, how did our friends uh, Hampton Rovers at Ormond go? Oh, Ormond got beat. Quickly. Ormond I'm, got I'm, beaten. I'm glad you asked. Let's have a quick look here. Co- Hampton yep. Rovers, 10-11-71. Covey's yep. heavily involved in the Ormond footy club as well. Sorry, okay. boys. I'll just jump back on quickly there. Ormond had a couple of uh, major milestones yesterday uh, with the game's record holder being broken. But mm. Damien Cleary broke Tim Stewart's record of 366 games. So Jeez. he played 367th oh. game yesterday in a wow. win against Monash, uh, which was fantastic for him oh. in the third. How seasons would that be? Uh, it's a lot of football, mate. It's a lot of football. Oh. And the other one, quickly, was uh, an absolute club legend in, in Matty Martinov, Booker, who played his 300th game yesterday. Uh, probably 270 of those were in the ones. He's mm-hmm. now playing in, in the twos, an absolute club legend. So well done to those boys. And I believe Booker had a win in the twos there yesterday too. So Beautiful. well done, fellas. You know the good thing about the MOs? What's you that? get a footy record. Yes, you do. <laughs> I know you wanted to rant about no, that. Next week. Next I'm, week. I am available. I'm, you are? Yes, I've, I'm in next week. So those okay. people who have gave me all the info. Next week, we'll go bang. Okay? Wow. He's changed his tune in relation yeah. to next Sunday I'm, morning. I'm having a week off. So there you go. All right. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Well, Wayne, thanks for coming in. We'll see you next Enjoyed week. Enjoyed it. It's been another massive show on Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. Don, as always, a pleasure. Thank you, mate. I'll see you in two weeks. Enjoy your week off next week. Thank you. A well-earned week off. Covey, thanks again for coming in, mate. 
Appreciate it. You've been listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM. Go and like us on Facebook, Beyond the Boundary Southern FM, for the podcast and all the neat neat tidbits from the week. (laughs) Doing it again. Get it right, Carl. Let's get it right. Come on. Gents, I'm going to get out of here, and so are we, because Sports Fans Radio with the Professor and crew are going to come up and review all their tips from the weekend and plenty more. You've been listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM. 